What? It's like contemporary scene. No. <laughs> oh, there's a whole ass like a woman yodeling in Walmart the other day. That was real fucking weird. And not just like kind of yodeling. Why the like, fuck is Walmart so weird? Like, it's Walmart. Like we make jokes about it, but like what 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 entices people to be that weird? Because it's the one. It's thing specifically we- Walmart. Like it's like we made it socially acceptable for people to be weird at Walmart. Yes, because it's like the one place we all have in common. The great equalizer is Walmart. Strange. I think it's also because some people started the trend, and then it became Walmart's reputation that we're just gonna happen there. So then every. <laughs> Everybody else just stopped caring. True. I think that's true. Yeah, so normal people ass, like, go there with their flannel jammy pants on and, and whatever else. Like, it's just normal now. Yeah. yeah. No, she was like whole ass, like going down in the scooter and then just started belting out yodeling. Yodeling! And it was like really good too. That's what made it even weirder. Oh, I remember working at Market Basket. Ew. And um, <laughs> there's this person that would yodel that was like, was known to be a yodeler. And one of our uh, management red coats would have them yodel on the intercom. That's cringe. I never interacted with that, and I'm glad that I never had to deal with it. Nope, I had to deal with it twice. That sucks. Yep. But then he got moved to a different location because he pulled out a knife on a cashier. What? Welcome back to the Dime Conquerors podcast. Bye bye. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Which red coat was this? Uh, really? Yeah, dude. Holy shit. Uh, because he was showing uh, a cashier how easy it is for someone to get robbed and what to do in defense. <sighs> Instead of using like a pen, she, he used a knife. Like actually. You, you really didn't. You had to phrase it like that for the joke. Yes. Because that sounds a lot less sketch. Still a little sketch. Uh, he used an actual knife. And also it was on a chick who would freak out over anything. You, you did. could use the standard issue box cutter, which doesn't even expose the blade. You I don't think you should use that. a blade at all. I, I, oh, I know just that. use it as like it's closed. Yeah, you could yeah. have done that. Or it, what I would have done is or you just use not done it at all. I just told you, hey, blah, blah, blah. I mean, make sure you're OK. I mean, if you're really going to do that, just don't work at Market Basket at all. And you don't have to worry about explaining that to anyone. Uh, how about you just not explain it? Instead of made. using a knife, just yeah, whip out your us. dick. <laughs> oh, oh. Now he's got the good ideas. See, what I would have done is I would I would use the box cutter, but obviously with the blade closed, and then turned it around. So like I'm holding the the end with all the metal bits, and then it's like there's nothing on it. You could have done that. That would have made sense. What I would have done was just use a f- pen. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably a pen. Why by comic that might cost more than a time? Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. Welcome so, back to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. Say the line, Jacob. Hi, my name is Jacob. Oh, <laughs> um, so we are going to be doing some shenanigans. We are, in fact, changing our format a little bit because we yet are again. All... Yeah, yet again. It's been a little while, to be fair. It's been a bit since we've we, we've moved anything around. We but are we... just past a year and we've changed how we do things three or four times. About a year and a half now, I think. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, it's been a few different ways. The first couple of months was really all over the place. Uh, but yeah, we are going to, we're breaking it up a little bit. So let's, we got two types of episodes. Nothing, numbering is going to stay the same, but we're going to have the type one, which is what this week is. We'll do the news. We'll talk about the current TV stuff. And then we'll go over what we've been doing. 
or who we've been doing. <laughs> uh, that's for all you, from you sex havers at home. I wouldn't know anything about that. Um, and then we have the second type of episode where we do the we 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 do a main topic and also talk about the current TV. So no news on the second type. Exactly. So we kind of break it up, but we still do the same stuff, just a little less. So to go, as we said previously, feet first into the news. Um, we have an exclusive from Deadline.com. Brendan Fraser is set to join Leslie Grace in Warner Bros. and DC's film Batgirl. Although not confirmed, sources believe Fraser will play the supervillain Firefly in the picture. I am so happy about this because Batgirl and Brendan Fraser is my dad. And can we just give him all the roles, please? I really like that. I think he's a really good pick for Firefly. Also, Firefly. Um, so I think Firefly is really cool just because different interpretations. And I recently watched uh, an episode of Batman, the animated series where Firefly was introduced and I saw that and then I got the news and it seems like it would be a really good fit. He's a really good actor. My only quarrel with it is that I always have a problem with reusing the same actors in the same like company. So it's DC. He's already a DC he already plays a DC character, Robot Man. And now we're using him, even if it is, and it definitely is a different universe. Yeah. It feels weird, but I'll get over it because yeah. I like him. Yeah, you so don't even want to do control. I do. I have on your point is that uh Josh Brolin has done Thanos and Cable. And as I was watching earlier today, he was a DC character. So he was Jonah Hex. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I find that a little weird too, but you can, that's, that's the same. So I thought I found that like, a little weird, but also I don't really people, care much about Marvel because at the time, Marvel and Fox, they're also not in the same universe at that Cable time. And Thanos looks so very different because of the effects and stuff. I nope. think it was passable. So they might be able to do the same thing with Brendan Fraser. Oh, definitely. I mean, but to it be just, fair, it feels weird. I'll, it's a thing I'm going to get over and I am over it, but it's, it just still feels weird. Because yeah. because you could also say that argument with uh, Daredevil or uh, Ben Affleck. He was Daredevil, Maybe. then he was Batman. Same with uh, Ryan Reynolds. He was an unnamed character in an un- unnamed Excuse unnamed me, movie. sir. And there will be no Green Deadpool. Lantern disrespect in this house. Uh, yes, there will be. No, there won't be. Yes, it's my no. house. Shut up. Nope. Uh, a sucky Green Lantern movie, and then he became Deadpool. Which... We will burn this house to the ground. Wow, you guys are something else, huh? <laughs> You mean we're going to burn it down like Brendan Fraser in the upcoming film Batgirl as the rumored villain Firefly? This girl is on fire! Uh, I'm I, if it ends up being Firefly, I think that would just be really nice for some damn variety. Yep. You know, yeah. Um, because we haven't had a there is multiple live action Fireflies in Gotham, and like that's it. And Firefly was in Arkham Origins, and that's about like he's not really around. Uh, that Arkham Knights. Knight. He was a knight. Oh, he was in Knight. That was a side quest. We're gonna talk about that. I kind of liked that side quest because of the character it's a super cool character he likes fire yes i like fire i mean firefly like motherfucker will literally do anything except go to therapy just be a cold man in an ice suit be a hot man in a hot suit be a clown 
be a bad be a just, go man. just go to therapy from comicbook.com ghostwriter turns 50 next year and marvel is celebrating by giving the character his own series again in fact it looks like more than just johnny blaze will be involved in a cryptic tweet sent by the house of ideas monday afternoon it was revealed the publisher is calling 2022 the year of vengeance with that marvel released a killer piece of artwork from ryan stegman and marty grace gracia right Gracia. Yes. From Marti Gracia. Seen in the teaser piece is virtually every iteration of the spirit of vengeance Marvel fans have seen throughout the years. While the likes of Blaze, Denny Ketch, and Cosmic Ghost Rider are front and center, Robbie Ray's Krushala, the Phantom Rider, Caleb from Ghost Rider, Trail of Tears, and a whole lot more are also included. Though little is known about the series, a follow-up email from Marvel confirms the comic series will be an all-new ongoing series that launches at some point next year. It's unclear right now if Stegman or uh, Gracia will be involved with interior artwork on the series. Marvel has already unveiled its solicitations for the month of january so the earliest this new ghostwriter series would hit the shelves at comic stores would be february i come so hard the piece of artwork was amazing ryan stegman can make every comic under the sun please i am begging you i am constantly bitching about wanting more ghostwriter in my life yeah you are. every episode i find a way to cram it in there um just cram it right in there just give me more whatever the hell they do with this i want it now um i have a question looking at the lovely piece of artwork who is the ghostwriter with the fishbowl on his head i don't know that one the one in the lower right is cosmic ghostwriter wow he's not in min continuity so he probably yeah this it yeah but also he's pretty fucking cool he's got like little baby little baby thanos Little baby man. We love that. Yeah, we love little baby man. Just like baby dark side. Stick them together. I wonder who would win. We have baby Thanos versus baby dark side. They're both. Stop with the fucking farting. Holy shit. I will not move in with you because of that. Does anyone else have any thoughts on Ghost Rider getting a new ongoing? Cool. Um, I read a book that I will be reviewing later in this episode that included Ghost Rider. And I can agree that they need, they as in Ghost Riders, need more books and need to be treated well because they were the hero of the book, basically. And they're pretty cool and badass. And I have a feeling I know a what good story. you're talking about. Wow. Anyway. Jacob! Uh, exclusive from the Hollywood Reporter, Hayden Christensen is staying in the fold of the Galactic Empire. The actor will report. <laughs> Sorry, I saw, <laughs> I saw Spencer pulling it out of the this corner of the my eye. No jerk off. <laughs> hey, it's room. the last fucking day before no, no, November. Leave me alone. No jerking <laughs> off in this bedroom, okay? The actor will reprise the role of Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader, in Ahsoka, the latest Star Wars live-action series from Lucasfilm and Disney+. Plus. Multiple sources tell The Hollywood Reporter. Ah, uh, stepdad? 
I just really hope this means we get to see him in Clone Wars armor and not just in robes, because obviously flashbacks. I'm just really glad that the fan base has reaccepted Dad. I really hope that we get to see him kill more younglings. What? Oh fuck really? yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe they'll repurpose some of the deleted scenes too. They could do that. <gasps> yeah, that'd be cool. I it's cool how we, like we have basically all of the prequel actors are all like on good terms with the fan base now. And we also have a pretty good amount of recast people from the original trilogy. This is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very nice. Looking forward to this yes. show quite a lot. Uh, and then the last bit of news, Netflix released the first trailer for their live action cowboy bebop adaptation, which is premiering November 19th of this year of our Lord and savior, uh ewan mcgregor 2021 uh colin do you have any thoughts on this trailer uh i don't i hope that how this show goes isn't like how the trailer's showing where they're like talking to, to each other in comic panels i hope that's just like a just a trailer thing or just like whatever they're doing they're just being artsy about it i hope they're just being artsy about it because i don't like that because that's it doesn't feel like cowboy bebop the only person that feels like cowboy bebop is like spike and Faye feels a little bit with like how she's acting but i don't know the rest doesn't feel doesn't feel that good and especially it feels less right because I'm watching Cowboy Bebop again right as we speak. So I'm okay with ignoring this. But if people like it, go ahead if you like it. I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not very excited about it. I'm going to pull a call in and, and play the classic sound clip. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. I understand what you're saying. And I do think the, like the dialogue being like edited that way is kind of weird. I'm hoping that that's, yeah, some trailer stuff. Cause usually trailers aren't edited by the actual like production team or whatever. Yeah. Um, aside from that, which I do agree is kind of giving off some weird vibes. It does look pretty good. Like CGI they're, looks whack as shit dude, though. Dude, it's fucking television. Let it go. We we stopped having the this TV has bad CGI debate in 2014. No, stop. I stop. No, 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 you stop. Because no, no, you can plan it out better. You don't have to that. use like shit ton of CGI. Yeah. You can you you can buy, you can find shit in a dumpster and make it look good. Mm-hmm just it's also not not out for another month i know and the trailer was probably using footage from two months ago i know i'm just they could make a good looking star wars movie in the 70s with limited cgi then tv should be able to i don't don't disagree i'm not giving i don't i don't care i'm not giving any leeway like literally star wars in the 70s made that they made that from these like big miniatures mm-hmm. i i literally it looks like shit eh, i would disagree with that but on the whole especially with how well the costuming and the set design looks when it comes to the practical stuff i think it looks pretty good it gets it gives me the right vibe more than anything else and i think for 
A, Netflix series, which are really hit or miss. They're either like fucking masterpieces or dog shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then something like this show, which I think you're going to need to adapt more so the tone and the vibe than the plot. I think you can get away with a lot of other stuff if you want to fuck around with the plot and shit. The vibe feels right. I also have a big problem with live action uh, iterations of anime. I mean, there's a reason why it's anime. I think everyone, literally everyone agrees on that. It's just a matter of they're going to do it regardless. So hopefully it's just decent. It won't. Because like, it won't. Every, basically every live action anime ad or uh, yeah, anime adaptation is like, why do you have to do this live action, whatever, but it pulls in a bigger audience because people don't like anime or whatever. I mean, I don't really like anime, but I can agree the things that are mostly made in anime should probably stay that way. But, but I don't know. I don't know. It gives, it looks okay. You know what? You know, dude, they have the fucking dog. Okay. Leave me alone. Dog's Uh, cute. There's a lack of Eddie. Yeah. There's a lack of Ed. In humans had the dog. And there was like the only good thing in that show. What? The dog. What? Yeah. You didn't like Cowboy Bebop? In humans. Oh. Oh, it's like the literal only good thing. No, I love Cowboy Bebop. Okay, it's like one of the only anime like so, series I wholeheartedly like. So, and the thing is, how you said not many people like anime—that's a fucking lie, because it's because it's Americans. Not many Americans. Okay, if we're going to be like <laughs> that, because I think that's an actual fucking bullshit. Because the number one show in America was literally Attack on Titan Season 4. I thought you were going to say Dragon Ball Z. was literally Attack on Titan Season 4 in the last year. Mm-hmm. Everyone was watching that shit. If anything, it's most Americans don't like anime. The whole fucking world loves that shit. They eat that shit up. Okay, but here's the deal. We're talking about Netflix, a mm-hmm. North American company. Mm-hmm. No shit. We're talking about the United States and Canada, which is Diet America. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the world market. We're talking primarily about the United know, States. But- and most people, if you want to use that, of course they fucking do. Most people that watch anything on a streaming service are under 30. Almost everyone under 30 likes anime to some extent or another. Yes. So we're talking about something on Netflix, which for a streaming service has a slightly older audience because you have early adopters of that, especially back from the DVD days. Yeah. So if you're going to go on Netflix, it's a little older. And most people that get Netflix don't fucking watch the anime on it. The anime, aside from something like Attack on Titan, on Netflix has a really, really low viewership turnout. Because Hence why they make adaptations. Because hit or miss... It's hit or miss with the anime on Netflix because Netflix doesn't always they don't have shit like Trigun. They don't have like mm-hmm. the stuff, the animes that were actually popular. They buy I know. easy to buy shit, except for mm-hmm. when it can't, they know for sure it can make a profit. Yeah. Like Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, I, I know. And I'm not even talking about what they just produced, quote unquote, or own. I mean like whatever they even have the temporary streaming rights to. Yeah. They're the overall that whole subsection of their catalog is really low in turnout for a reason. Yeah. Hence why they go, let's adapt this shit. And then those adaptations are even more hit or miss, but they draw on a fuck ton of viewership. We all agree Death Note fucking blew. It made a fuck ton of money for them though. Yeah. So it's kind of a natural part of the process. It's not great, but it happens. So if it's going to happen, you may as well hope for the best instead of hoping for dog shit. And I'm not they hoping. Have, they have, I know. Yeah, okay. Until you binge it all in one day a month after it comes out and go, this is actually okay. No. 
Mm-hmm. No, I won't. Bro, they have a, they have an actual real corgi. It'll be fine. Sure. Cute dog is cute. Anyways, uh, current television. Uh, we have Star Wars Visions. This is the sixth short, I think. Uh, is Toby. It really? I think it's the sixth one. T-O-B... T-O-B-1. Yes. Yep. Toby. Toby. So we have uh, a robot boy who wants to be a real boy. It's just Pinocchio, but Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's <laughs> That's just my whole point. It's uh, Pinocchio, but Star Wars, and Jedi has no arms. I love seeing when a Jedi uses a force without arms. I it's actually a, love that shit. It's. <laughs> I don't remember what the name is, which is showing my lack of knowledge, but it reminds me of the bender from freaking Legend of Korra. I think it was, what was it, Waterbender? Uh, there's a Waterbender. Yep. That doesn't have arms. Yep, she doesn't have it's arms. It's so cool. She, it's like tentacle. Like, yes! It's just sheer will. I dig that shit. Yeah, that I haven't watched Korra awesome. in a couple of years. Anyway, I haven't either. Yeah, actually not a couple of years, probably a couple months. It's cool. Uh, yeah, it, it was cute. Um. I remember watching it and uh, it's the art style is a little weird to me because everything's super fuzzy in the background, even when he interacts with the certain things, like he interacts with them. And then once it gets into his hands, it becomes into his own, his art style, yeah. like the, the characters, which I don't like too much because it feels like there's too much, there's too much, uh, there's too many things um, deviating from each other or there's just, there's, there's too much there's too many differences i can't find the right words but there it's not like regular like anime or like regular art uh animated anything where things are going to look different backgrounds gonna be different from the characters because it's just you paint the background and then you set the characters in that's how it works it just looked weird and also some of the action sequences were weird because like you turn one way and then he turn, then we show him like turning the other way, but we didn't see him turn the other way. So say like he's fighting yeah. the dude, right? It's a lack of intershot continuity. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of that where there was a lack of continuity in that way. I suppose I didn't really notice that, but I I can I can imagine it. I I can imagine that you're right. So I had the exact same thoughts when this episode started. I went, I don't know if I'm going to like this art style. This is kind of weird. And then I saw the guy with no arms and I was like, that's a big nose. What the hell? And then it kept going. And I was like, the droids don't look like droids. What's going on? This is weird. And then the music swelled and was like really cool and sappy. And then I realized we were doing Pinocchio, but Star Wars. And then you see Toby being like, oh my gosh, I want to be a Jedi. Mm -hmm. And then... By the time we get to the end, I was crying, and I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. You want to be a real boy. <laughs> it might have just been my overall emotional state at the time for other external reasons, but genuinely, by the time this was done, I was, like, doing that, like, it's not subtle at all, but it's, like, when you're crying and you're not even thinking about it, like, you're not you're not sobbing. It's not like that, like, conscious, yeah. like, shuddering. Yeah. And it's not just, like, little, little leaky tears. It was like, no, no, no. There's, like, my face is covered in moisture, and I'm still trying to watch it. Like, I don't know why the fuck that happened. Just got me really emotional for huh. some reason. You're a baby man. I mean, yes, that's a given. We I mean, know it's fine, this. We, we know baby this. Um, so, uh, my takes on this episode. Oh, boy. This is gonna be fun. Oh, gosh. 
because I had a really long week at work and I crammed this late last minute, right? So it starts out with the annoyingly cutesy artwork and my mind immediately started making it like a horror movie, like a creepypasta, because it doesn't make sense for the 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 <clears throat> droid master to have all these droids that don't really do anything. He's kind of got them in slavery and and <laughs> I had kind of the same thoughts because like he can use a force so like it's his it's like a dead child in a robot body or like a he forces T O hyphen B one to go out into the desert searching for the kyber crystal that he's like holding in his pocket the whole time and (laughs) um it turns out like nothing creepy happened and i was really let down because it was only pinocchio but also um it seems more than a coincidence that the the boy the puppet who wants to be a boy is named t ob1 because if you leave the T off, it sounds like Obi-Wan. And I think T-O-B-1 is the prototype to what became our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Obi-Wan is a robot. Someone call We Got This Covered. We have a new exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. I I felt more like the other droids were like pets kind of yeah cuz they weren't doing a lot they were like they felt like mouse droids like they're just kind of there and just like being cute for no real reason that's kind of the vibe I was getting off of that in the beginning um I did think the fights were like way more good than they had any right to be for some reason I thought the end battle was really cool I liked how the uh, inquisitor was portrayed like this weird like monster thing it felt it the whole thing felt like this kid's fantasy in like the best way mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it was being patronizing or whatever it was just like this is what he's looking at it like and then he kicks the shit out of him and he gets the force and he uses a lightsaber and it, yeah, i don't know it was cool and then it you know he just continues his his master's mission i don't know i like it it's cute maybe i was just really depressed this week <laughs> I was okay with it. I didn't really care about it. I was kind of bored, but it was fine. <sighs> Me too. Imagine being bored for a 10-minute episode. Uh, I believe it's 18, but I understand your point. It's only almost double what you said. I take shits longer than that. Yeah, you take shits so long that you fall off the toilet. That happened one time when I was 12, okay? <laughs> that gets brought up a lot. I wonder why. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> um, so, Jacob, what have you been doing while you're on the toilet this week? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um... I finished the first omnibus of Green Lantern by Jeff Johns. So Green Lantern 1 through 25. Um, The first half of it basically was 
okay. I wanted to kind of rant and complain about it, but reading more, I realized that it was kind of just set up. It was planting seeds for what's going to happen in the next two freaking huge omnibuses that is like 10 years of life that I missed out on comics. So I can't really complain about it now, now that I understand where it was going. The last 10-ish issues of the book was the Sinestro Core War, where the the yellow lanterns rise up and make war against the green lanterns. Uh, they attack Oa and they attack Mogo, the planet that is a green lantern, because apparently Mogo is the one that makes the decisions for the power rings, the the green lantern rings. Uh, to find a replacement, where where the rings go to find a replacement for dead lanterns. Um, so the yellow lanterns figure if they kill him, then the green lanterns are dead in the water. Um, the war kind of went on for a long time. It felt like it could have been six issues, but I was also speed reading, uh, which does not do this comic justice because the artwork is mind-blowing it so many times that you have whole pages or two pages just full of artwork and it's it's overstimulation it you literally have to stop yourself to look at the incredible amount of detail in the this comic line it's amazing it's fun it's a fun read. It went really quick and it set up for more. So at the end, um, uh, what's this say? Oh, the, the freaking anti monitor from Crisis on Infinite Earths was a yellow lantern until he gets his ass kicked by all the green lanterns. And then the setup at the end of this uh, 10 issue war is that he's going to become a Black Lantern. And like Spencer was saying uh, last episode, this series is what set up the spectrum of colors for the Lantern lore. So the, the, the end of this line, as far as this book went, explains those different colors and what's going to come. So I, I'm very excited for red lanterns and and blue lanterns and maybe not the purple ones because bonk but black lanterns especially i can't wait for blackest night <laughs> i have a couple of points i have i have to say um one they're not purple it's sapphire it's a pink shade it's but wrong. also bonk they say violet shush they literally said violet but it doesn't look violet, so shush. And mega bonk, like absolute mega bonk. They're all hot. Two, what's coming is very funny because basically after this run is over, very shortly after the White Lantern is established, and it's white, and it's coming, so it's funny. Um, so coming. you're saying most Catholics are... <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't even do the joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, 
White Lantern coming. Jeff Johns invented the spectrum confirmed. There we go. That was the other thing I was going to say. Colon. So recently, I've been watching Cowboy Bebop. Damn. I'm about 16, 17 episodes in. And it's a fantastic show. It's not just uh, cyberpunk doing cyberpunk shit. It's, we got, it's a lot of, it reminds me of the first Blade Runner in a lot of the sense because of the jazz in the background. We've got the soundtrack, which is phenomenal. So you mean cyberpunk? Yes, it's cyberpunk, <laughs> but as in a Blade Runner cyberpunk. Yeah, because the genre so, of cyberpunk. I'm um, going to beat the shit out of you. Shut the fuck up. I have an honest question. Because there's different cyberpunk and there's different futuristic where people have different interpretations of cyberpunk. The cyberpunk I enjoy is like Blade Runner where we have analog technology brought into the future because they in at the time they thought the future was going to look a little, little weird, a little bit like that. And uh I like that we still have bullets and there's barely any lasers. If lasers are used, they're like a big deal. I like that lasers are a big deal rather than their use on everything. You know, and, you can use one. And, and then bigger lasers are big deals. Yeah, you can use one of those to take down an airplane, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you like I, blind the, the pilot, your mom always yelled at you about that. You said you're 16 or 17 episodes in. How many episodes are there? Uh, I think like 30 something. Okay. So you're like halfway. Yeah, so uh, I'm pretty much halfway. You remember I that time? To... You remember that time last year for Grayson's birthday? We were watching where the, th- Bebop? the three of us got drunk off our asses and watched like Cowboy Bebop? about 16 episodes of Cowboy Bebop. We were actually like seven episodes in. I think it was more than that. Nope, because we stopped on the um, it was like the intergalactic uh truck driver one. Oh yeah, you're right. That because that's where we I went got back. Grayson to. to watch anime. He just had to be drunk. <laughs> I know that was so funny. We gotta do that again. Uh but this show, most people know what Cowboy Bebop is, but it's basically just a cyberpunk bounty hunter um cowboy show. Yeah. Which is great. Uh but what makes this show what makes me love the show a little bit more is that it's not just about one character and then we have a bunch of these side characters who may have like an episode every now and then. It, every episode, every every character has like, they all have like equal amount of episodes. Like, yeah, Spike is supposed to be our main character, right? And to me, his backstory story is a little bit more interesting because his backstory is that he was, you know, in gangs and he was um, uh, in like the mob life, you know? And... So he smokes cigarettes because he's a cool man. They all smoke cigarettes. Because <laughs> we got Spike, who's a who's a uh, in, a gangster, uh, and we got uh, Faye, who we don't really know what her backstory is because she was brought out of cryogenic sleep to be used as a debt deposit. Because but she's hot. Yeah, but she's hot. She was used as a debt deposit. Uh, meaning uh, assets were given to her in case of someone's death. And then the guy died and she got all his assets, meaning all his debt, which he didn't actually die. It was all falsified. So then we also have Jet, where his backstory is that he used to be a cop and he used to be a detective. And after a bad bust, uh, he lost an arm and he kind of just went off the deep end a little bit and just became a bounty hunter 
and found himself with Spike. And we got our two other characters, which are comedic, um, which are for comedic effect. We got Ed, Ed, Edward, and we also have the little Corgi. A uh, little Corgi, I'm a little annoyed with because he just he seems a little useless except for just being cute and kind of like we need we need something to happen for the story to go. So we use him, which is fine. It's a Colin, plot, he's a plot device. Why do you think we keep you around? Um, because you're too fucking boring. And so then we also have Edward, who is used for comedic effect, but has a purpose. She is from uh uh, she's from Africa in on Earth because we've only been to Earth like maybe once because nothing good happens on Earth. That's the whole thing. Everyone's always on like Venus or they're on Mars or. Um, but are they on Uranus? He said Venus. It sounds like <laughs> Venus. <laughs> I don't think they've gone to Uranus yet. I'm hoping they do and they make a joke about it. Oh, I it. hope they colonize it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. Stop fucking dying. If if you're going to die, die faster. Fuck. Jeez, I'm pro. And so about Edward is there, she is a kind of like a hacker, but like, it's not like hacker voice. She's like a 10 year old kid who is just playing around with video games on the computer, but like basically somehow just, is on the internet constantly and has access to all this uh, computer nonsense. She just loves discovery and she's not, there's nothing like super introspective about her. She's just a kid, which I love. I love that whimsical childlike nature of the character. We're in. I hate you. So this show is just really nice because all the characters are balanced with their storylines and it's not one character heavy. And I love cyberpunk. The one, one only complaint I have with Cowboy Bebop is that I'm pretty sure that Spike started the trend of having that stupid anime hair. Like that exact, the exact hair that he has is a meme and I hate it. I hate, I actually hate how, how his hair is because if you, his and Edwards actually, they both kind of have similar hairstyle where if you see them, their profile, it looks fine. But once you, it's like, yeah, fo- the forward of their face, like just your head on with their face. It's like, it's the same as their profile. It's like, it's not an Afro, but they're just drawing it wrong. So I know it's supposed to look like this. It's spiked up to the front and kind of like a little bit, only a little bit out to the sides and shit, which is fine, but like he just looks like a mushroom, and you kind of have to just ignore it. Like how you have to ignore how fucking long him and Faye are. Yeah. It's not just like a, she's a sexy long. Like, they're just wicked fucking long and skinny for no reason. And you have to ignore it. But she's hot. I guess. Uh-huh. I guess. I guess. Whack. No, bonk for you. So I read uh, Joker Harley Criminal Sanity, which was an eight-issue miniseries published in 2019. Uh, it is a <laughs> DC Black Label book. Uh, so it was written by Kemi Garcia and art by Miko Senyon and Mike Mayhew. Uh, so it has two very distinct art styles, one for Harley's perspective and the other one for the Joker's perspective, basically. Um, so this 
is in the one sense it's like harleen because it follows harley that's about it uh this book is really really fucked up so it follows the criminal escapades of one the joker um but from more of a like forensic science angle to it uh harley is a consultant for the gcpd and she helps with them and she does consulting amazing i know right uh so the joker is like a new guy on the scene or whatever kind of not really um basically he does really fucked up kills and they're interesting because he's a serial killer so they get a consultant she becomes really obsessed with trying to figure it out they don't fall in love or fuck in this book thank god um i was actually very happy with that so effectively, the book goes over um, a series of murders that the Joker, uh, trademark, is committing um, that all have like different symbolism between them. He's an artist making art with his death and stuff. Hmm. Uh, so he's like cutting up bodies and stitching them back together in funny ways and making statues out of them and all sorts of funky stuff. Um, and Harley, obviously, is smart and is the only one that can figure it out and stuff shit that reminds me of like an anime i watched i can't remember which one it was but God, that reminds me of like this person was using females uh dead bodies and like putting them back together as statues and like hiding them in places damn i can't remember which one it was it might have well, been tokyo ghoul that reminds me of possibly one of the best arrow episodes with the doll maker yep yeah doll maker is actually pretty sweet um it's just it's really cool uh so it it, there's a lot of like case files in the book um there's one like right in the middle of the narrative there's an entire issues worth of space just dedicated to like fake files and stuff that's all it's very forensic sciencey obviously it's a little pseudosciencey but it, it does have a lot more effort put into the terminology than these things usually do and i appreciate that Joker has a name and backstory, which is always 50-50, depending on how that goes. But I do think it was handled well in, in what it's doing. It's analyzing, you know, how much, how, what, what does a person have to go through to get this fucked up? Uh, stuff like that. Like, is he um, delusional is a big thing that Harley goes over in like one of her lectures is, is going over how some uh, serial killers have like delusions. Like, I don't, I don't remember their names on the top of my head, but there's like one guy that was like doing cannibalism because he thought that if he didn't like have enough blood or whatever, his brain would die or like stuff like that. You know, there's a, there's a reason mm. why to them that doesn't make sense in the real world, but they, they, they have some break from reality or whatever, like actual psychosis. Um, so it's a lot of that sort of stuff. Uh, the art is disgusting. <laughs> it's really nice. And it's, um, from Harley's perspective, it's all black and white, you know, because she's like basically a cop, you know, it's like it's like morality. It's like black and white. Uh, and then at the end of the book, she goes a little crazy and there's like a little bit of color. But Joker sees it like all color. It's all vibrant and stuff. You get it. You get it. There's symbolism. Um, What's this book called again? Uh, Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity. Um, it just it was really cool. Uh, it didn't overstay its welcome lengthwise. Batman was referenced once in I think you see him for one panel like that's it um it doesn't go they, they avoid all of the romantic angle which was interesting because that's really rare that that happens uh he effectively breaks harley in the sense of she kind of goes crazy and wants to start murdering him instead of wanting to get boned by him i don't know it's interesting 
Um, the the art is very detailed, and the black and white stuff is like kind of charcoal esque. Um, so it, it's very, I don't know. It's just it's really well detailed. It goes all the kills are showed in nasty detail, um, and the uh, collected edition is slightly remastered from the original published issues. I took a look at some of the comparisons, and I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, the artist just realized that some of the stuff that they had been doing wasn't totally in line with what the writer was trying to aim for. So they remastered some, like, I think it was almost 20% of the book they redid um, for the collected edition. And that was kind of cool. Strong recommendation. This thing took forever to come out in a collected edition. I think because they were remastering it, because this came out in 2019. It is in fact now the Lord and Lord, it's 2021. uh, And it just came out like last week. So took him a while to put them all in one book. Wasn't he named in the shit Suicide Squad? No. I think there's a little mention in there. No. No, he's not. No, he's not. When Waller's going through the different profiles? He doesn't even have a file. No. Jacob, trust me, I know that piece of shit way more than I want to. Trust me. All right. He's an air cut advocate. Yes, it is a necessary part of my character development. All right, on with the show. So the last thing that I read or watched or Shatter came was <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> Sorry, Doctor. <laughs> Doctor Strange damned from 2018 written by donny cates and nick spencer art by rod reese so when i stumbled upon this in the marvel unlimited app i thought it was just a standalone series but Uh yeah jokes on me it is in the middle of a doctor strange run and it crosses over with ghost rider and Who knows what else? So what happened before this event, I guess, a mini event, a micro burst, uh, because it's only four issues, uh, Vegas got nuked by aliens or something. So as the Avengers are making a public apology for like, hey, sorry, we suck, uh, Strange Uh, realizes he has extra magical powers because of something that happened recently, and he brings Vegas back to Earth. As soon as everybody starts thanking him, Mount Doom pops up in the middle of Main Street, and it turns out to be an entrance to hell marketed as yet another casino. Uh, But the the owner of Mount Doom here uh, is interested only in Doctor Strange. So, Colin, say it with me. Mephisto confirmed. <laughs> Mephisto confirmed. Uh, I'm going to miss wants, your ass. He wants Vegas Honest? back because that's Vegas was under his control when Strange brought it back to Earth, and so he's pissed. Uh, so Strange goes into this Mount Doom casino thing and is looking around and talking to Mephisto, and Mephisto shows strange uh his vault of souls uh that he's collected already and so he makes a wager with dr strange uh play this card game 
and either I get you or you get the Vault of Souls back or freed or whatever. They also referenced how Mephisto and Doctor Strange had already played a card game like this and Doctor Strange made a crack about how this was getting old or we've done this before or something like that. I don't know. I really don't know much Doctor Strange lore. Uh, apparently, the good doctor and uh, Wong are taking a break. Wong's moved in with his mother again, and they're taking some time. They're going to, to therapy. <laughs> I was trying to make a, a couple's joke there. I got you're supposed it. To, you were supposed to jump on it. All right, whatever. I'll jump on <laughs> Sorry. You. Uh, so they're taking a break but bats the lovable talking ghost hound guy talks wong into forming a team to help rescue strange because strange lost the card game uh so they get blade elsa bloodstone iron fist moon knight man thing dr voodoo and johnny blaze to team up and Shit, try to so rescue avengers but spooky how the fuck have i not heard about this before yeah so the team up was wicked cool uh, iron fist i didn't really understand why he was there because he punches everybody... real good shut up but he's not spooky yeah he is uh the artwork was really interesting it kind of varied every once in a while it went from like watercolors to typical pencils with like colored pencils to i don't know it it kind of felt kind of felt like it just didn't stay constant the whole time it felt inconsistent um but it it wasn't consult your doctor about that it wasn't offensive. It didn't make my eyes hurt. It was just like, wait a minute, wasn't it just watercolors a few pages back? Um, I did not know, like I was saying, that it was a crossover event. So I started reading issue number four, the climax, the the wrap up, and they said, oh, by the way, you have to read Ghost Rider number, I don't remember what, to find out how Ghost Rider saved the day like this oh this probably um, ties into the finale of that ghost rider run that i really liked that got canned early and then they smushed it into other stuff yeah so yeah. spoilers so spoilers uh johnny blaze goes to where mephisto's sitting on his throne and kind of takes him one-on-one and then dies or something but it's a trick and eventually ends up claiming the throne to hell dethroning mephisto that's before the run that I was reading. Okay, I get it now. I'm and okay. The wrap up to this event, he's just chilling on the throne, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys could save me, but I'm good right here where it is. So take your time." So I don't know. I was really hoping for a self-contained story, and it felt like I was in over my head <laughs> like did not know where i was in the timeline bro so, it's marvel what were you expecting it's fine it's really pretty and it's a really cool crew i just wish it was more self-contained 
but I got it for free ish. So oh. amazing. I'm going to read it. Read it. I'm going to read it. What have you been doing? Uh, I don't think I've actually, I think I've only been watching Cowboy Bebop. Damn, bro. So let's interrogate your soul. Um, would you rather have Ghost Rider stare into your soul with the penitent, the penance there, or would you rather be fisted by Iron Fist? <laughs> um, I, I think I'd rather, honestly, the first one doesn't sound bad at all. I'd rather, Bro, you'd be stare, dead. I'd rather him stare in my eye. I'd you... rather be dead than someone shoved their fist in my ass. Fair. Congratulations. They're hot, glowing fist. You have passed the vibe check. You are, in fact, straight. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so something that I believe Jacob talked about last week, and because today, in fact, is the literal spooky day, even though this episode will be coming out in November and it's not a spooky episode. I actually have two spooky-themed things that I should have been talking about, but I got distracted and didn't pick the right thing. <gasps> um, so we have Batman, The Long Halloween, the animated movies. Um, oh, shit, I could have talked about that. I can talk about that with you. You're going to talk anyways. I will talk about it. Uh, so fairly straightforward. Um, I wrote a written review because I'm a nerd. Uh, so cinematic and thematic in presentation, The Long Halloween tightens the slack from the original story to focus more on previously underdeveloped characters and themes. The changes he said are... Titans. <sighs> the changes are small, but collectively improve the story and the plot. The character designs are very good, taking inspiration from Tim Sale's pen penciled caricatures while toning down the more bombastic elements. Uh, really good vocal performances. Uh, the musical scoring was absolutely engrossing and a still tightly wound mystery make for an excellent three hour long film. I hate, I fucking hate when they cut things in half, not eat, like it works as two separate movies, I guess, but DC's done this with three or four different narratives. Now it's not necessary. Like it's, this thing doesn't get a theatrical run. So you don't have to worry about length in that run. It's not like we can only show it twice a day so it won't make money. It comes out on disc and digital, meaning only digital because nobody buys fucking discs anymore. So why do you care? Everyone's going to watch both parts and the only people that are going to watch this are nerds and nerds don't care about movie length. Mm -hmm. So why the fuck do you keep cutting it in half and releasing them separately? I hate it. It makes for one really good three-hour movie. Just and now new listeners can identify the Zack Snyder bot in the room. Yes, but does my point not stand on its own? No, it does. Like, oh, no, you're absolutely they, right. They did the same thing with The Dark Knight Returns. They kind of did it with The Death of Superman. And I think there was another thing that they've done this with. And other stuff does this as well. Like, it's a well-known thing that especially YA dystopian movies did this. And, like, what it just, it's dumb. Specifically for this, it serves no purpose except to release them separately. Um yeah, no, I think the thing that stood out the most is the, the also, credits. on that point, they're releasing it on disc as the same movie. Yeah, it's real weird. Um, yeah, so the credits I thought were really nice and unique. It used panels from the original book without spoiling anything and like showing inspiration for the characters and whatnot. That was, <clears throat> excuse me, that was kind of cool. 
I also like how it showed it, it openly acknowledged the fact that at this point in his life, Batman's a shit detective. Oh yeah, I love how shitty he is. Like it's it's an open part of the conversation. Like he's made fun of multiple times because he's a shit detective so far. Uh, that was cool. Um, I actually really like Jensen Ackles as Batman in this. I didn't expect that. I really liked him as Red Hood, you know, a decade and a half ago. Yeah. Um, I hate Supernatural and I hate Supernatural fans. Fucking come at me, bro. Um, I used to be one, so sorry. I hate you. Um, you used to be cringe. You're still cringe, but actually, no, I will stand on this. First season was fucking bomb as hell. I'm sure it is. And the that's fandoms, it. The fandoms, that's it. The fandom's nasty. I'll, I'll take any other, I'll take anything else about any other season. Yeah, you're totally right. It sucks. First season was bomb as hell. Continue. Uh, I just, I really like the vocal performances. I don't, I believe it was Troy Baker did the Joker again. It didn't feel like him doing his impersonation of Mark Hamill, which he did for Arkham Origins, which I did really like. I think he did a very good job of doing a different version of a Mark Hamill Joker. This just felt like a slightly different Joker performance. Um, whoever performed as Harvey Dent was really, really good. Mm -hmm. His Harvey voice was nice. Uh, so the, the end credit scene for the first half is part of the narrative that sets up the beginning of the second half. It's like what Marvel has been doing with their damn MCU end credit scenes where it's like, this is the real ending of the movie. Why are you cutting this off? And There's then an end credit scene. Yes. Fuck. I dumb. hate that. It's dumb. I hate that. The end credit scene of the second movie I actually thought was kind of nice. It is an actual epilogue. Like the narrative is done. It's whatever. And then it's actually Halloween. Alfred's go. They added this nice little element of Alfred, like wanting to participate in Halloween, mm -hmm. which I thought was really cute. Um, like it just feels like old dad energy. Mm -hmm. Like Bruce is like, no, no, no. The kids aren't coming. Whatever. Fuck you. You're dumb. And then Alfred's right. And then the kids after the Batman defeats the bad guys, the kids start coming to Wayne Manor for Halloween. Ooh, woo, symbolism and shit. And then the end credit scene is him going to open the door again but oh no it's green arrow and the flash because they'll make a justice league movie uh, so it's one of those things where it's like this is clear no shit this is all set up for something else but it's not like um it doesn't feel super specific and i don't know how else to describe that i don't like end credit scenes feeling like they're a piece of the narrative puzzle yeah this is just we're going to do a Justice League movie next. That's it. Like, there's no further context. You can figure out that this Justice League would probably consist of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Arrow, and The Flash, and then maybe other people. And a Plastic like, Man. I have two thoughts. Bro, if they do a Plastic Man, I'd lose my shit. That'd be funny. But, shit. like, it, it's a nice end credit scene that makes sense and works. Like, three days after I reviewed these movies spencer asked me if i saw the three end credit scenes and i was like there's an end credit scene i didn't so know there was either i have to go watch i was those. i was really really upset about that but after you've shit talked marvel movies for doing that really shitty move and we've already talked about how i think they're just cheapening the end credit scene so that they don't tease something that doesn't eventually work out I think they're just cheating and having something there as a placeholder. Everybody knows it's a Marvel movie. There's going to be an end credit scene. So they probably think that it's expected to have something there. It's kind of like they probably think that it's their trademark or something like there has to be one. So they have to have something so they can't just 
tease something that's coming down the line three years from now. So they got to throw something in there. But it yeah, sucks with a movie like this, where I was expecting, you know, everything to be self-contained and they have three end credit scenes. It's shitty. Yeah, that's just one of those things where like, okay, I can understand why Lord Feige or whatever is like, okay, people expect it, so we'll do it. I mean, that bothers me with DC because it was cool because dad didn't do that because he didn't like them. But then some other filmmakers did, and sometimes they were fine, but it just, it's like, it's inconsistent because Shazam has two end credit scenes. Aquaman has one, I think. Wonder Woman doesn't. Neither one, I believe. Suicide Squad does. Suicide Squad has, it's like. The Suicide Squad has it. Yeah, it's so up and down and inconsistent. Like, it started the, okay, Marvel didn't start the trend. They made it popular. We all know this. But like, also true. But like I I watched Dune and people are still sitting through the credits and you can tell it's not because they're going, I want to watch the credits for to see all the incredible artists. They're going, is there a post-credit scene? Everyone sees a new Screen Rant article about, does this movie have a post-credit scene? Like, I hate this. This fucking pathetic content culture is so fucking cringe. Just make a damn movie. And if you watch the movie as an audience member, watch the movie, and when the credits hit, get the fuck up and get out. Yes. Drives me fucking bonkers. Long Halloween, really fucking good. I dig the animation. Titties. Also titties. Those were very nice. Uh, uh, the Catwoman yeah, titties. Bonk. Yeah, Catwoman. Yeah. Mm, bonk. Mm. I actually really liked her costume. Like, I, I really like... Not just horny, but because yeah. it reminds me of uh, BTAS. And you know how BTAS is like, it's all gray. And then she has like that black round mm-hmm. her face. Yeah. They made it a part of the costume as that's also a cat. Mm-hmm. It's got ears. I, uh, it's one of the only things from the actual book, Long Halloween, I don't like. I don't like the Catwoman suit feeling like a furry suit. Yeah. And that design kind of does that. I like the purpleness. But the rest of it is kind of like she kind of looks like a furry. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. I found it interesting that she had a huge involvement through the whole story, even compared to the book. But it kind of fit. It really worked. Yeah, it just it, it feels like everything that was in the background gets pulled closer. And then they still managed to add a couple of elements like they made the connection between the Waynes and um the falcones more like explicit Mm -hmm. they used they pulled something from batman lore that was present but it wasn't in the long halloween yeah what was that in that remind i don't fucking i I couldn't remember what that was that element has been presented many many times before it just it was cool i like it i dig it i'm gonna watch it again catwoman's Uh, involvement it only fits better because of how shitty Batman is at detecting stuff. <laughs> I realized that I like Batman way better when he's shitty and when he sucks at his job. Yeah. I like that way more. I hate it when he's like so prepared and he's like, I have all these things. I have the moon bat cave. I hate that shit. I love it when he's like so shit at his job. Colin. Batman can defeat Darkseid with prep time shut up yeah 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 that's mm. why i like it when he ha- needs prep time 
He's not just like I've I've been prepping since he I already, started this. No, he already he's already prepared. He was preparing like since he was Bruce Wayne, fourteen, piece of shit, young boy. Bruce Wayne, fourteen years old, piece of shit, yeah. masturbates on the regular. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Listens to hip hop. Doubt the Funny. Batman does. Yes, but that's the Batman. That's because he's the Batman does. It's because what? It's because what, Spencer? Because he's a Saturday Saturday morning cartoon boy. Is that yes. why? And also because it's very contemporary. Ugh. Yeah. You're gonna cry about it? No, you're just giving me a fucking headache. You're gonna cry? Your interjections are dumb. You're gonna cry, scrotum head? No. Does anyone have any final thoughts? Well, I'm gonna start the end credits with uh, today is spooky day, the last day of October. And nobody, not nobody, got back to us about the change in the theme song. So fine, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Uh, It's not going to happen in the next couple of weeks because I'm on the road still and I don't have my tools to make it. But shitty intro theme song coming up sometime soon. There's nothing you losers can do about it. Yeah, missed your opportunity. Amazing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, the, the the we got something cool coming. Um, whenever the fuck this episode drops, there will also be a companion episode, which we will be doing every week of Dime Comic Bros Podcast Happy Hour, which will be the aftermath of this show while we all decompress scream at each other and drink um that'll be a patreon exclusive so if you would like to hear a lot of crazy stuff uh with probably infinitely worse audio quality um give us money and jokes on you i've already been drinking (laughs) (laughs) um yeah go find it it's on patreon.com forward slash dem comic bros uh uh, resident simps business casual jeff lorenz and wesley eaton uh you guys are getting more content it is incredibly low quality but deal with it anyways it's more free shit uh, that you're already paying for so it's not free why did i say that uh give us money keep the lights on uh buy the alcohol for us um yes thank you to our partners over at jetpack comics and games in rochester new hampshire they have games and comics and cool people who I would like to get a beer with. Uh, Devin has been doing some more shows. That's been pretty fucking cool. Uh, Lots of comics coming out. I've been in there like four times in the past week. It's not good. I have an addiction. I need help. Um, I I have been asked legitimately if I work there by multiple people. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, you've been working nights, so you probably could work there and your other job. You're not wrong, but I shouldn't. And I don't think they'd hire me, but I should. Uh, but I should. Can I just I give a cool shout out to Collect Teaks? They have our poster up in their shop. And uh, I was reminded of it because you're wearing their t-shirt. So they're wicked cool people. And they're right across the street from Jetpack. Anytime I'm visiting Jetpack, I walk across the street and almost die because it's downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. And I check out Collect Teaks too. Yeah, there there are some cool people. I was one of their first customers. I will die on that hill because I have no life. Uh, buy their merch. 
they have merch. It's pretty cool. Apparently, they're doing some sort of a contest thingamajiggy involving the merch soon. I have no idea what it is, but they're doing a thing, and they told me about it. So do it and buy the merch and get the beanies and stuff and do the thing. I will need an update on that because I have a beanie, and I need yeah. to know. They are uh, off, they are on the list of friends of the Dime Comic Bros. They are, they are our friendos. Yep. Uh, someone leave a comment on YouTube asking some weird question or something. I don't fucking know. Interact with us. Get love of shittier peace. theme songs and jokes and whatever else I can throw at you. I am dying for a comment. Just just comment dick and ball and it'll make our day. It'll make our week, honestly. It, it would make my month if somebody said cock and ball. No, 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 no. If they say nice cock, that makes the month. <laughs> nice cock. Yeah. Um, listen in next week. Next week, we will be doing no news, but a topic. We're going to be talking about uh, the Akira anime, and that is going to be freaking sweet. I've been looking forward to this one for ever. Very excited for this influential piece of art. So is it influential like an influencer? Um. Well, it created the iconic uh driving with motorcycle instantly uh puts into sidestep to stop itself animation that has been copied with almost every single animation to do with anything like that in existence because it happened in btas with robin and it's literally the same thing just drawn over differently you know we're influencers right Speaking of influencer, I really want to know how in the hell did PewDiePie ever get popular? Because his content sucks as far as I've seen. I'm just, there's nothing. Jacob, the meme is that he has an army of nine-year-olds. That's the point. Because he actually does have an army of mostly nine-year-olds. Wow. It's, it's, It's kids content. He was really funny back when he was actually like playing games. Uh, nine-year-olds should not be subjected to that kind of language like i hate shouldn't have the internet true story that's a great point you turn 16 once you become age of majority in whatever your country is then you get unrestricted internet access before that no internet for you i agree to that i should not have had internet um yes you still shouldn't have internet (laughs) (laughs) you beat me to it Use your imagination to beat off, Colin. Hey! Hey! I haven't jerked. Oh, that is a good point. So this upcoming month, these next four episodes are either going to be infinitely less horny and we will never discuss any women whatsoever because we're all trying really hard not to nut, or it'll become really, really, really horny because we have nothing but boobs on the brain. Um, so this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And so for that... that- for the public, uh, where we are, we are going to be doing a bet for the month of November, and we're going to the loser has to buy the winner an omnibus. I'm leaving this in because I want it on the public record. Fuck you. Okay. Except for that, I go on the internet and look at porn. Um, I just changed my pants on camera, and neither of you noticed. Wow. Well, I didn't notice for a whole episode that you guys were in your boxers for recording. So nice cock. Nice cock. Uh, yes, end of the show. We're officially in drinking section, yes.
But you can still get stabbed with a pen too. No shit, but people are. <laughs> it's about people's appearance, not about reality. We do not go off of reality here. We go off of people's uh, perception. Fair enough. Uh, yes, I, as you, I considered that when I was flying to and the airport was like, make sure there's no weapons on you or whatever. And I'm like, I have a pen. I am the weapon. <laughs> I am <laughs> the weapon. <laughs> there also be a pizza pie. Yes, there will be a pizza pie. So this preferably um, sausage. Yes. Yeah. Fuck your mom. Some, is some, someone help. Oh, sorry. Help. Dude, every morning I wake up with a fart. You're disgusting. What do you mean? You know, how is farting disgusting? Nothing about it is disgusting. You just like make a big deal about it. <laughs> you, you make a big deal about it. You're fucking all over the place. Like, Stop fucking farting. Dude, and I last just like episode. You literally farted into the microphone. That wasn't last episode. That was like two weeks. Five, that was like five weeks ago. No. Yeah. It's, it's happened multiple times. Yeah. But it happened last Yeah, multiple week. times, five weeks ago and prior. I just listened to it because I just uploaded it. <laughs> Anyways. Of the run was the <coughs> dickhead. <laughs> I actually tried to have a fart sound effect one time while editing, and I could not find a good fart sound clip. Yeah, they're all shit. I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm funny. No. I, I'm, yeah, I am. You know I'm funny. Holy shit, Jacob just dropped his toilet seat so fucking loud. Nice. Dude, I heard your toilet seat. I know, I heard you say that. <laughs> that was so loud. How do you do room. that? Like, I, I, I hate doing that. I put it down gently. Uh, I have no respect for my neighbors after they woke me up at 1.30 yesterday, well, this morning, with their stupid-ass Halloween party. I'm sorry they're cooler than you. I had to be at work at 5. I'm sorry that they're cooler than you. Yeah, and they probably got laid, too. I'm sorry they're cooler than me. <laughs> Colin, I think a man is trying to seduce me and I don't know what to do. You like it. <laughs> you guys said the same thing at the same time. For stuff, Colin. Use your fucking imagination. Wow, no wonder I'm fucking bored. <laughs>